This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 274, recorded on August 18th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the good tech gadgets that find the news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Alexander TV studios. And Mike, what I thought we had we had some cooling, and now it's heated back. It's like 98 degrees out here. It was like a teaser. It was just enough for a good day, and then now it's back up to high. Brutal, brutal here in Nebraska. And of course, uh, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at theaverageguy.tv. And of course. You can always find us uh, through the mobile app as well. We want to thank LastPass. They've signed on for another year to be with us, and and so we appreciate their sponsorship of the mobile app. If you want to really catch us on the road, that's the best way to catch us streaming through the app. Go to homegadgetgeeks.com, and uh, you can download that. Many of you have. Uh, we've seen some good numbers with it. And like I said, it's the best way to catch the live show on the road. Um, that, that part works really, really well. So head out to homegadgetgeeks.com and get that downloaded today. Home Gadget Geeks is part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show. Many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. I'll remind you the Home Server Show Meetup is coming up September 17th. It's not far away. Mike, how are we looking? For the home server show meetup, we're looking That's, good. I need to get back from training and figure out my uh, deployment schedule. Because <laughs> if you, yeah, if you can't make it, I'm gonna fly. If you okay. can make it, we're gonna drive. So we need to, we need we to, we need to uh, sync up quick. Then we need to sync it up pretty quick. Right, but September 17th, Indianapolis, and uh, we'll be getting together, the whole group. And if you haven't, if you're thinking about it, now is the time to pull the trigger. Head out to homeservershow.com, and there's a link for Meetup 2016. And uh, 25 bucks will get you in, or a Patreon pledge with Dave. Get you in. He'll feed you. It's going to be a great day at the Microsoft uh, headquarters there in Indianapolis. And uh, now is the time to get it done. Uh, by the way, we're still uh, still working on stickers uh, for you guys, and many of you have signed up. But uh, if you want to, if you want to get a sticker from us, they look something like this. And uh, Mike, I got to get mine over to you. Did I mail you one yet? No, I don't think I, I don't have. believe so. Okay, because maybe because you had a new address. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't think I've given that to you yet. Head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, look for the Patreon account, a, th- a wimpy little $3 pledge will get you the sticker. And then you can like just do it one month and then stop. But that'll get you the sticker. We'll send that out to you, send you a couple cards. Eh, just kind of find it on your laptop or whatever. And uh, we'd love to have your support. Speaking of support, Fantasy Football, Mike, how are we doing? Do we have anybody else? Are we still taking names? I think we're definitely still taking names. Yeah, and also we need to hear from the people who did it last year. So if you were in last year and you still want to be in, because the way ESPN does it, when you reactivate, it puts everyone back in. So we can kick you out, though, if you don't. If you don't want to do it. But yeah, so we're still taking names if you want to be in there. It's a blast. And we are doing the draft on September the 6th. I and it'll be virtual, right? Draft to be virtual. This yep, year. it'll be all virtual. Yeah, I won't just, break uh, the rules like I did last year. <laughs> we won't make the security guard at Gallup mad again like we did last yeah, year. But, but that was cool. That was yeah. maybe one of the best drafts I've ever been a part of. But it was a blast. I got in a little trouble for yeah, right. having everybody in the book. But yeah, if you want to be in it, September 6th, it'll be at night. Uh, you could always set your team to auto-draft if that doesn't work, but it's a lot more fun when you're there. Uh, there online. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let us know and we will get you signed up. And uh, let me know, Jim at the Average Guy. TV. All right, we've got a fun show uh, kind of queued up for you tonight. I have J.C. Faulkner uh, from ResetPlug.com. We're going to talk about this little device right here. Very small and yet very, very powerful. J.C., welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, it's good to have you. Let's get to know you a little bit. You, uh, 
I asked you a bunch of questions in the pre-show. I'm going to ask you to maybe to, to repeat a little bit of that as we go into it. But um, before we dig into Reset Plug, what's your background? What kind of things have you done? Where are you from? Those kinds of things. Okay, yeah. I uh, grew up one state from you guys over in Iowa. And um, <laughs> go Hawkeyes. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh I've got cut off already. <laughs> um, All right, we can end the podcast there. Let's go home, everyone. <laughs> And I've uh, been working with wireless for a long time. I think I started, uh, worked with computer networking in the late 90s, got into networking, um, Cisco certifications, things like that, and then ended up starting with Wi-Fi kind of before the word Wi-Fi was around with some of the early uh, frequency hopping rangeland stuff, uh, one megabit per second before Proxim and Orinoco bought, bought that line. I, I used to install a lot of that stuff and then uh, went on... Um, did some hotel installations in the early days. I remember, you know, the, the very early days when no hotels had Wi-Fi. And I, I said one day I was uh, with a friend and I pointed at a Motel 6. I said, in five years, that, that thing's going to have Wi-Fi. Everybody's going to have Wi-Fi. And then, uh, you know, that, that became true. And then uh, started a company in Boston for, for nine years that was putting Wi-Fi on. Uh, buses and trains using multiple cellular backends, aggregating them together. Uh, left that company and and um, started this little little gizmo here uh, for for the reset plug because it's a a common problem everyone's everyone's had. Yeah, let me let's go back a little bit because I'm, sure. I'm intrigued by the yeah. the aggregation, the 4G aggregation that goes on. I've been on trains in the in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Usually, I fly out to Portland. I take the train to Seattle. They have Wi-Fi on those trains and I've always kind of wondered how that worked and it really never works very well. I imagine it's a hard thing to get a moving target. When you think about it on a bus, what, what's the, when we think about the technology that goes into that, what's the most difficult part about getting like consistent Wi-Fi on a moving target? Well, the, the consistent, um, just an, a consistent internet connections difficult enough and so some trains use satellite, some use cellular, some use a, a mix of both. Uh, the company um, I, I was at is, is called Wave, W-A-A-V. Uh, they're still around doing great. Um, and uh, we would take an AT&T connection, a Sprint connection, a Verizon connection, a T-Mobile, and then aggregate the bandwidth across by basically doing NAT in the cloud is, is kind of the concept there. So the NAT was actually at, at, at a, a, like an Amazon uh, cloud service. And so the, the most difficult thing there was the timing. You have different latency across each one. How do you how do you make that consistent? User experience, things like that. Uh, it's it's it, it's very difficult to <laughs> it's hard to get it to get it. And uh, yeah, some of the trains that go into real sparse locations, and then satellite won't work all the time if they're going into tunnels, things like that. So there were a lot of challenges there that that were really fun to overcome. That was a, a great experience. Yeah, it seems like it's a technology that's getting better. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have a bus that commutes from uh, Lincoln to Omaha for Gallup, and it brings people in, and they have Wi-Fi on that, and it's good enough for most people to be able to send email and do some basic stuff. Right? I, streaming video is still, still not the greatest experience. You know, even on planes, right, they, they kind of shuts a lot of that stuff off to kind of conserve the bandwidth. But uh, it, it, it is, it's, for me, if it's a game changer, if I'm going to sit on a train from Portland to Seattle, that's a four-hour trip. I can get a lot done, and their Wi-Fi is free, which is mm -hmm. great. You get off Southwest and you paid eight bucks. You get on the train. 
the ticket was about a third of the price, and it's free Wi-Fi. That's pretty mm-hmm. amazing uh, uh, to me. But man, you can get a lot done in four hours on the train. Just, just not the fastest. You know, it's just not the fastest in the world. From what you know, it's been a while since you've been in that industry, but it's been a while. Um, is it getting better? I mean, do you think it's getting faster? Are those technologies getting better, or have we, we kind of capped, you know, oh, internet the, speeds on a moving target? Oh, with with five G coming out, you know, it's not really the standards aren't there for five G yet, but the the testing and stuff that you see uh, coming out of Qualcomm and 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 uh, similar, you know, chipset manufacturers, and then uh, we'll see, you know, more auctions, more bandwidth auctions, more spectrum opening up. It's just going to get better, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's cool. I mean, it, for me, uh, even on a plane or on a train, um, and and I think really maybe someday we'll see a, a day when a car has a consistent Wi-Fi connection, and there's some that already do. I, yeah, I mean, that already happens. Yeah, yeah, it's doing it, but I still don't think we're completely there yet. So, any anyways, pretty pretty interesting. You're in the San Diego area now. Yes. You've created this reset plug. So if you're if you're listening to the audio, uh, go to resetplug.com. Don't buy anything yet though, because we'll have a coupon code here at the end of the program that we'll we'll give to you that will get you some money off on this. But JC, talk a little bit about. Um, we had some commentary before the show on why you needed to come up with this kind of device, but. Give us a couple of use cases when you think about why you put the because I ask you can this be a full time gig coming up with one little plug and you said yes so obviously it's a problem tell me what kind of use cases you're trying to solve with this reset plug the reset plug everyone's had the the problem everyone's done it I've talked to anyone I talk to I'd say what it is that the product does they just go yeah I I know what that is I have to do that all the time and really it came to me I just said okay I want I want kind of a stupid as seen on TV product at, at some point in my life to just just do something like that. And this was an obvious, it was, a, it was a no-brainer. And with the amount of IoT things, cameras, thermostats, all these things you depend on at your home, ha- having a $60, you know, little insurance policy there is a no-brainer to keep your your, your Nest thermostat and your, your drop cams on online. I uh, had, you know, several people that came up to my booth at CES. I was in the smart home section at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, and, you know, people would come up and they would say, you're right, if you, if the Wi-Fi needs to be reset, none of these products, you know, the 1,000 products that they were showing off at CES are going to work. They're all Wi-Fi dependent. So it's really, at the end of the day, it's a $60 insurance policy. If you... If your router, you know, you need to reset it every day. Go buy a new router. Don't don't buy. Don't put a banded like this on a, on an actual problem. This is uh, it's, it's an insurance policy. But go buy better things. The other thing is, a lot of people say, well, my router never goes down. A lot of times, it's it's the broadband modem, which, yeah, the, the broadband modems need reset a lot. I know mine previously in Boston, my Comcast, I used to have to like clear the static out of the line all the time, uh, and so. Just uh, you can put it if you have uh, the broadband modem. You know, if you have that much of a problem, get your ISP to give you a better one or go buy a better one. But it is a single point of failure, and that's what this is—just an insurance policy for that single point of failure. Yeah. To to go back to crappy equipment, you know, we I've had I've had expensive routers before, and the last router before I went with the OnHub, which is anything but expen- or anything but cheap. So um, we went with a little D-Link $40 router that uh, we had talked about, you know, a cheap little wireless router. I wanted to know how it works. So 
bought it, installed it, uh, actually left it as an access point. Worked great for a while, and then, you know, it seems like those things, like things melt on the inside of them. I, I don't know what's going, I mean, they're just electronic components. I don't know why, and they shouldn't go bad over time. But it seems like with every cheap router I've ever, wireless router especially, I've ever bought, they just get worse and worse and worse kind of over time. And to your point, you know, Drashna had said in the chat early on, um, you know, don't use this to patch really bad equipment. So to, to your point, if, you've, if you're, you're working on this and you've got, um, you know, you're having issues, don't use this to patch it. Okay, let's Correct. talk a little bit about the hardware that goes into it. A really simple device from this standpoint. So we think about, you know, plugs into the wall here when, when you've got the plugs in the back. And then there's one switch up in the corner, up in this corner a little bit. I can push that and I can, I can push and hold it, push and let it go, and two lights. So a really simple device, not a lot of things going on here. Can you talk a little bit, just from a component standpoint, as we go into setup for something like this, how, what's the setup procedure for me to get something running like this? So the, the button on the top puts it back into setup mode. Whenever you receive it, yeah, hold it down for five seconds, it puts it back into the setup mode. When you receive it, it broadcasts an SSID, a, a network called Reset Plug Setup. And you just connect to that and go to 10.1.1.1, and that's your setup page. And then from there, you put in your Wi-Fi network name and put in your password and uh, a couple other little configuration options, how long you want it to power, on, power off, how long you want it to wait for your Internet to become established, things like that. And then press Submit, and then it flips over, and it goes into a client mode. It becomes a client onto your network. The blue LED on the front starts blinking really fast, and that's where it's looking for an internet connection. The red LED below it is just indicator to say, is there power being output, is there power not being output? So the blue LED will uh, blink really fast for a couple of minutes until it can connect to your internet and get all the way out to uh, be able to load a page to the internet, um, and then it goes solid blue, and then it should just stay solid blue. It, if it's solid, your Wi-Fi is solid, and then if it's blinking really fast, it means you're, you're down for some reason. It resets by default every five minutes uh, with, with a five-second off. So it takes power down for five seconds, puts it back on, and, uh, and then waits five minutes for, for it before it tries it again. So mm -hmm. once you're at that point, that's when you contact your ISP for, is it a billing issue? Is it an outage in your area? Things like that but just the standard unplug it, plug it back in, it takes care of that if it can't get all the way out to the internet. They're, uh, they're giving me a hard time in the chat room for not um, having this live with an extension cord so I could show the, so I could show it actually working. It did work. Um, in my scenario, kind of interesting, so um, I run a PFSense router and had run everything wired in the house through PFSense and then had put all the wireless on the on hub uh, and had it plugged in, had everything up and running and working, and then my PFSense router just went down. And, of course, it served the wireless router, so Wi-Fi went down, and then this thing just kept resetting. So, like you said, every five minutes I could hear it kind of cycling through. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And um, I pulled it, for, for troubleshooting, I pulled it out of the loop, and then I thought, well, you know what, I just won't put it back in because we're going to talk about it, and I want to show it on the show. This is my favorite thing is to hold this kind of thing up just like this. I just bring it <laughs> Mike knows I, listen, I love to show these things. But, Great YouTube thumbnails when you do that, right? You hold it up and you got the <laughs> That's right. Hopefully it'll hit one of those thumbnails right. <laughs> uh, when we get there. But um, so it'll just keep, 
it, it, say it's a scenario that I'm out on vacation. The typical scenario might be that the Wi-Fi router locks up. It's going to reset for me. It comes back up. Everything's good at that point. But if I have a failure and I'm out on vacation, is that literally just going to keep cycling through every five minutes the whole time I'm gone? Is yes. it going to be shutting things off? Okay. And then uh, Mark, Mark said in the chat, this is kind of interesting. He said, uh, Mark in chat said, you should make a multiple plug unit with a time delay between the plugs. Because uh, we're always told to reboot the cable modem and leave it for two or three minutes and then boot the router. Is that something that's ever come up? Have you thought of that? I, I've had a couple other people mention it at, uh, at, at Consumer Electronics Show. A couple people said that. Um, but it's we, we did one plug just for, <laughs> you know. It's a, it's, there we go. Just some future for, for future. And then um, I'm assuming, so I use, you know, I use uh, strips, power strips, and I would plug all my network things into one power strip, including the modem, mm -hmm. and then I could plug that into this, and that would reset everything. Uh, yes. Now, I may not need my modem reset, but it, in, in that case where I'm gone, wouldn't I want to reset both just to make sure I'm covering everything? That, that's the way most people use it, is if you have a separate router and from a modem uh, or a separate access point, plug everything into a power strip and put it all on. And so what's been your response to the market? I mean, what kind of, certainly it's doing well at this point. You mentioned uh, that you were on, um, you were on a couple a couple sites, picked you up, and those were some busy days for you. But yeah. So the, the, the market response has been good. What kind of feedback have you been getting? It's been really good. We launched the product uh, late November of last year and did a bit for the, for the holidays. Went to Consumer Electronics Show in January, had a bit of press from that. Um, and a lot of people just saying, genius, like, why didn't I think of this? It's just such a stupid idea. And, but yet it's something that actually does solve a problem. So that was a lot of fun. And then early May, we were picked up uh, product time, and then it went to uh, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, The Verge, and 30, 40 other sites just all kind of jumped on that bandwagon. That, that, was, that was a very good day for me. Um, and and from there, it bled out to Twitter and Facebook, uh, and you know it continues to clip along. A lot of people still still share on, on Facebook, Twitter, still talk about it. Uh, and then if you go on Twitter, you just see from twenty different languages, you know, alphabets I didn't even know existing talking about this, and and with random photos of uh, you know people smiling around it and things like that. I, I don't even know what it says. Uh, there's some pretty hilarious stuff on Twitter, but it's 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 you know it's a problem. Like I said, pretty much everyone's had it. If I, whenever I'm telling anybody about it, they're like, "Yeah, I, I have that problem." And and so the the response has been been really good so far. Cool. I'm always interested in the manufacturing process because that's the I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that's the you know that's the hard part is getting these things to a physical product and then getting them to market. Um, because you know we always think as gadget buyers. We just go buy it. You know, you go into Best Buy or you go into Fry's or whatever, right? And put insert your big box or your electronic store in the country that you're in. Insert the name there. But, uh, Mark, talk a little bit about um, how did you assemble this thing? Because it's just, a, I mean, it's a really nice. It's a nice, concise, it's good looking. It's well built. Uh, tell us what you can about the manufacturing process and how did that go? Did you have to go to China or Taiwan to get it built or how did that work? No, I sourced from a, an existing smart plug manufacturer, someone who's already making the smart plugs. My previous company, I did a lot of uh, buying from China. I, I kind of know the culture a little bit. I don't 
speak the language uh, yet. Uh, I, I probably do an attempt at that someday. <laughs> you might. But, someday. Uh, <laughs> but for now, English is a, a perfectly fine trade language. Just keep it really simple. I always find whenever I email somebody over there um, to put things into bullet points, number one, number two, number three, number four, because it's just that much easier for them to get back to you at number one, two, three, four, the language barrier. But I, I do that with e emails for almost everyone just because mm -hmm. it's a very consistent, precise way to accomplish things. So I chose them, uh, and th it's a little Linux build in there. If you were to actually take that apart on the top, there's a, a tiny little system on a chip made by a Theros, a Theros Qualcomm, uh, and that has a little 300 megahertz MIPS processor on it, 32 megs of RAM, and a whopping one megabyte hard drive, <laughs> uh, and then a, a little 2.4 Wi-Fi chip on it. That's awesome. And uh, the the whopping one meg hard drive, I think half of that was taken up by by Twitter Bootstrap just to make the setup page look look yeah, nice. It's so. got to throw it's got to throw a web page up, right? I yeah. Mean, to, to do that, you're today it's web only. Are there some plans to to connect it to an app, or does that exist already? Uh, no, right now the, the setup is just with a, a web web only, and then we are working on an app to come out in uh, November that is a web app uh, that'll let you log in and give you more information about why it was reset. Was it not able to associate with the access point? Was it not getting a DHCP lease? You know, was the um, IP address of the ISP down? ISP gateway down? It, it gives you. 20 different reason codes of that. That'll also have some alerts built into it. So in the case of your question a moment ago about being on vacation, you would get an email alert that would say, hey, your, your Wi-Fi is down. Here's the reason. And uh, we're looking at possibly integrating that to send to the ISPs directly so that you don't have to contact your ISP. Oh, it says, here's what the problem is and kind of does troubleshooting from two sides, from the plug side as well as from the cloud side for the app. So that'll be something maybe we could discuss more of that in November whenever when we release that. Oh, That's kind of the next generation. If uh, When you have it right now, when you set it up, there's a, a place in there for up to four email addresses. If you put an email address in there, that's how you associate it with the app. So if you put your email address in, you'll be notified before we public re publicly release the app. Cool. I'll have to follow that for sure. Any thought to when we think about since uh, you've got an app coming uh, on the website today? I don't really have any control over the device, with the exception of it's going to reset right itself. Any, it's a one. It's a one-trick pony right now. Yeah. That's it's what it does. Any thoughts to giving me some control to switch it on and switch it off as you know to make it kind of a dual-purpose uh, device in any way? Giving me some control, I, I would imagine that could be really, really handy on a uh, on a on a mobile device. Yeah, um, in the web app, there will be a, a send a reset uh, code to it to let you cool. uh, automatically reboot it from wherever and 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 bring it back up. That'll be there, and then shortly thereafter, we'll actually do uh, an I, an iOS and an Android build for an actual app that would be more than just the web app. But yeah, just no. Tie into the API. I would think that'd be handy. There might be other devices in your home that, because uh, they're crappy, they might need a reboot as well. And yeah. that and that app might be really, really handy to go down if you just know you got a, you know, a TV or whatever, Chrome device, Chromecast or whatever. <laughs> I got to uh -huh. reboot this thing, you know, to to make it work. 
Um, a lot of our guys would probably love to have that control out of a web app or even a, you know an app that you guys create for, to be able to reset that device. Any thoughts to being able to turn it completely off in in the on and off through the app as well, so I can just uh, shut if, the thing down? Um, yeah, I mean that that could could be done if you do that to your router. You, you're not going to turn it back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> we're we're kind of sticking with the niche of the router right now. So gotcha. that one would gotcha. be uh, not the best option to turn off. But um, we we've uh, talked about doing some other things to make it more of a multi-use thing. Yeah, for a lot of people, Apple TVs. I know I have a Fire TV, and I have to reset that thing every time I want to use a Fire TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking in a case, say your Apple TV, and you leave that on when you're on vacation. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this thing for two weeks. I just should turn it off. And it would be because it's, you know, because it's not a router. It would be okay to shut that thing down. So mm -hmm. that's just kind of the UK use case. I'm just stretching the boundaries a little bit, just kind of trying to make it interesting, uh, you know, from that standpoint, from a listeners, from our listeners. So, um, do you have to physically? So do you get these just kind of like this, and you just load your firmware on your custom firmware on top of it? Does it come completely manufactured for you? Um, it comes completely manufactured, but we load the software here in the United States. That's not anything that ever happens overseas. Uh, it's a complete, we completely uh, wipe the device and load our, our own system on there, make sure there's no Chinese backdoors, anything like that. And the, the manufacturing process, actually, we get them, there's three of them right there. We usually put five of them together and then plug those into a bunch of power strips. And then there's a, uh, a Raspberry Pi that has a, a script on it that just looks for them and then loads the software on them and, and, and runs in a loop. It has a couple of different Wi-Fi connections, and so it, it connects to them, and it, it can churn through 100 in an hour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good setup. That's a good use for a Pi. Yeah, uh, for yeah sure. I was going to say, it seems like you found a very efficient way, both financially and just time-wise, to produce this product. I'm sure that was probably a key thing for you going in when you're looking at starting something up like this. Was that kind of the idea, was trying to get things as low cost and as efficient as possible? Yeah, definitely. That definitely was. And as, as uh, just as simple to, you know, set it and forget it, you know, to steal from right. my good friend Ron Papil, my hero. Um, but just being able to flash a hundred of these and not have to manually do a, a ton there. So just just plug a bunch of them in, let them run for an hour, come back, and then run them through a second um, part of the Raspberry Pi, does some testing against them to make sure uh, that the, they're all functional, runs a, run some things, and then uh, package them back up and, and send them off. And so how long was it from the time that you said, okay, we're going to do this, we're actually going to go, until you were able to ship out your first product? Was it years, months? I started the company August. Uh, I left my old company in, in July and started this on August 1st and started selling middle of November. Um, wow. I, I, I will say that I probably could have done that a lot sooner had I not wasted a, six weeks of my time building an app that I've completely thrown all the code out at this point because I want to do it in a different way. Yeah. So I definitely could have done it sooner, but I decided to, to try to jam an app in it. The app wasn't looking as good. It wasn't as clean, and I, I didn't want it, so I've completely thrown that code out. I'm doing everything in, in a different framework at this point. Is the Fulfilled by Amazon thing on a um, from your end 
pretty simple to do, pretty easy? Does it make do they make it easy on you, or is it more complicated for you to have that guarantee for us for Prime fulfilled by Amazon and all that stuff? Fulfilled by Amazon, I, Jeff Bezos can put me on 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 the payroll because I love Amazon so much. I talk about it all the time. From running my servers in AWS, I absolutely I've used AWS for years. I love Amazon Web Services, but for the fulfilled by Amazon, where I ship my product in to them and they ship it out. For example, whenever I hit uh, a, a, quite a large amount to ship out with all that press I had in May, I was able to simply upload an Excel spreadsheet with a couple thousand addresses in it, formatted the way they want it, and then they just shipped. So wow. they do all the, they do actually the packaging, the put, you know, wrapping it up, labeling it, insuring it, giving it to UPS, getting it delivered, doing the um, the tracking numbers, the emails out to all the customers. They do all of that cheaper than it would be if I did all that on my own and drove it to the post office because you're shipping on their UPS rates. So the fulfilled by Amazon is if you buy it on Prime, you get that. But then if you buy it on my store, I still use them to do all my shipping. And that helps any, any entrepreneurs looking to do that. It's called multi-channel fulfillment. And... And uh, w what that does uh, is just allows you to submit and they ship out for you. Wow. I had no idea that they could do that without selling through Amazon. I mean, obviously you are, but I didn't know you could do that with your own product through your own website. Interesting. Yeah. The, uh, just a reminder, if you're thinking about buying one of these, hold off. We'll have a coupon code here in just a few minutes at the end of the, at the, end of the interview for you. And uh, we'll get you 20% off uh, when you buy it. And, if you're listening live tonight, that coupon code's not live yet, so write it down, and then if you want to buy it, buy it tomorrow. JC will set that up later on tonight. and uh, it'll, it'll be live right after the show. You, you can pick it up later tonight or uh, check check back um, first thing in the morning. Hey, from a wattage voltage standpoint, when we think about, so it's U.S. today, it's made for U.S. plugs in. Is this something, if, if I wanted to run this overseas today, any um, what are my options? Do I have to run it through a transformer, or how does that work? No, it it actually goes. It's ninety up to uh, two uh, two sixty on the voltage. So it depends on what you plug in. So if you needed to use it in the UK, for example, uh, you just plug it into a UK adapter on both sides. It's, it basically. switches automatically for you. Correct. In, in yeah. almost all modern countries, it's going to switch for you. Yeah. Okay. And then so today I have to uh, add just the adapters to kind of make that work. Any any thoughts in the future on on making it ready for ready for Europe or ready for Germany or ready for the UK? Any we we are along those lines? we're working on uh, UK Europe um, for most of Europe. There's some some countries. Italy is a little bit different than France and Germany, but for most of Europe, uh, there, there's uh, an EU style plug, and then um, Australia would be the the third one. Seems where most of our interest is, but uh, the first one um, on that to come out would be the UK. Yeah. So how are you gonna? So you're you're gonna get European plugs <laughs> there. You're gonna stack them up. Do you have to change things a little bit to load the firmware on them, or is it just as easy to do it in, with that style? Or will that be done in Europe? Or how's that gonna? It, it, it'll more than likely be done in Europe. Uh, I'm I'm in talks with someone right now to do distribution over there. Cool. Wow. Well, you got it all. You got this all. This whole thing figured out, JC. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's handy. Um, let's see. We had some questions coming out of chat. Uh, any any thoughts to AP uh, to an API to the site so folks could script could script it in? Uh, 
with, with the web app, there will be a REST API exposed on that. And what what kind of uses do you think that would be? I mean, how do you, how would you imagine other people using that API? The API is really to integrate. You know, my my dream would be getting the the ISPs to care more about their customers. So mm-hmm. I, I call it proactive IoT, where the, if the if the ISPs want to query the device and and do different things for you know if if someone's calling in to say and their their Wi-Fi is broken something like that the API would allow the rep on the phone if if it were integrated with their ISP to actually have a client on there you know not not put grandma on the command line and have her doing IP config and things like that in the terminal it, this would give them an actual client where they can see more than just oh well your modem's online so it must be good they could actually do bandwidth tests, things like that, and that's through the that'd be through the API. That's looking at, at ISPs as well as some other um, IoT companies that make other things where they want to communicate and get some just network uh, status, things like that. Those are the the two reasons for the uh, for the API. Um, but if anybody if anybody hacks at home and wants to to do something with it, all it'll all be uh, documented for for anyone to do that. There's, cool, cool. Who likes that's, to? That's kind of fun. We kind of have a little bit of a hacker community, and and uh, and so you may somebody may take you up on that. Uh, <laughs> the the box that it comes in real handy. I I, I thought you know, really nice, well put together, really simple. Just. Uh, Put that in there. Uh, I left one of the stickers on the side, so it goes there. Did you? I, I assume. Did you have somebody design this for you, or could you just buy? Did you just buy this? Like, hey, here, here it is. Buy you can buy yourself. jewel cases. It's amazing what you can buy from overseas. <laughs> I, uh, I, Alibaba I, is a crazy place <laughs> if you if you look long enough. <laughs> No, that's very cool. Let's think about the future. Anything, I know you've got some things in the future you don't want to talk about just yet, but anything you want to highlight for us? Uh, we'll have to, you've already you've already hinted maybe about a November, and so maybe we'll have you back on later uh, as we get, and this would actually be a good Christmas episode uh, when you're ready to talk, just let me know. But sure. what kind of things, how can we entice uh, users here, maybe some stuff coming up? I, th- I think the app is in the API, or that's pretty much what's in the hopper right now, um, and then and then the overseas things like that. Not a lot more beyond that. Um, beyond that's just getting more uh, lo- more logistics, more information, things like that. The only other thing I plan to do at some point, probably a year a year or so down the road, is uh, throw up some anonymous statistics just to say which routers are good and which routers are complete and total crap. Um, and try to throw out the numbers to say this one has to be reset all the time. Don't buy this model, and that you know help the consumers and hold the the manufacturers responsible for making us actually have to make this product. Cool, cool. I like that concept because that that's what you need to know, right? When when grandma and grandpa are looking for a router, those are the type of things because that's the things that t- that drives them nuts. Is you know me as being my grandparents' tech guy is them calling and me just when they call me, they feel bad they're bothering me. I said, did you try unplugging it and resetting it? And they say no, and they do it and it works, and then they feel bad. You know, this is like so those sort of analytics, this product, all is just perfect uh, for that scenario. For those yeah, type of analytics, it's a great device to gather it on. Yeah, and uh, that's why why we're bringing it up. And then the other thing with the web app is, uh, if you install one of these for your grandmother, you can put your email address in, and then that'll show it up under your account. Okay. So then you you would be able to run a bandwidth test, and 
basically so whenever your grandma calls you or or uh, or, or whatever, um, you could say, oh, let, let me let me run a couple tests and see what's going on, you know, as well as it would have already done the reboot if that's what it needed. So it gives you a, a little more control. So you'd actually not not that your grandma doesn't want you to come over and, and, right. and see her, but you don't actually have to go there every single time that the, their internet has a problem. Exactly. Yeah, it's got one of those handy little remote device concepts where it's a nice, you know, when you need that, when you when you have that situation, when you need it, really handy to put in and be able to have it do its thing. So so pretty cool. Uh, so we'll tell you guys, AVG. I've screwed this up about eight times in the chat room. AVG, like average. That was the whole idea. AVG. Just put that in. AVG. 20 for 20% off from the store. Don't go to Amazon and buy it. You can't use that coupon code there. You'll need to do it from JC's store. That's at resetplug.com. Look in the upper right-hand corner. It'll say store. Choose that. Fulfill it in the coupon code area. Put AVG20, and uh, that'll get you 20% off on. And, and JC, let me know in a couple weeks uh, how we do from that. I've, I, I, I've never done – I don't do coupon codes a lot. And, uh-huh. We, we just don't normally do that here. But I'll be interested to see what uh, this kind of plug at $60, super, well, even less than that with coupon code. But uh, and free shipping too, right? 20, yep, free, 20% free off and free shipping. Yeah. That's and awesome. Shipping That's nice. You off. can't not, but guys, listen, if we don't sell a couple thousand of these things, <laughs> uh, I'm not doing my job right. You, this, you know, that's a, that's a super good price point, and everybody needs something like this sitting sitting on their um, on their equipment because the Wi-Fi does go down from time to time. So pretty cool. JC, anything that I missed or Mike, anything, any final thoughts as we kind of wrap this up? JC, any, anything that I missed? No, I think that, that covers everything. I think that I uh, tried to give you the, the best overview as, as possible of, of this little guy and, yeah, and what it does. Very the one good. question I had was, okay, so a lot of times my Wi-Fi doesn't necessarily go all the way down but man, it's just dog slow. And so would there be any way to set limits? Like, hey, if we fall below, I know I should be at 100 megabits. If I fall below 10, 15, just run the reset? That's a common question I get asked. And the problem I have with with, with doing that is that it's. It, I just feel like it's going to give the customer experience a, a worse experience in that, let's say you're watching Netflix, your wife is watching Netflix, you know, so somebody else, and, you're, and then you start a big download. Oh, let's let's download the latest Ubuntu ISO or something like that. So you start this massive TCP, and so what then I'm, I'd, I'd be looking for is an additional two megs. You know, if you said this should never fall below two megs, I'm looking for an additional two megs above the Netflix streams, the the right. TCP download, the HTTP download, whatnot. So that's where my problem is, and then it's like, oh well. Now, whenever I watch Netflix, it just randomly re- reboots my, my computer. Oh, you were downloading something, and then, you know, you're downloading a, a large ISO file, like n- not a torrent, but just a straight file. It get, cuts off halfway through. You, you might have to start over the download. It would just be really annoying. So I don't know the best way to really figure out. I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it just goes dog slow, but right. I don't know the exact way to debug it without without messing up all the other things. So that's that's where the, the web app will have a button you can press to just to just uh, reset it. Um, and and I, th- I think that's kind of about as good as I yeah. can get right now. Well, that but makes total if, sense. If, that's why you're the boss, because you think of that stuff. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe, maybe, maybe a user-defined uh, latency or ping or speed test that if it gets down there, it doesn't do anything, but it notifies 
it, it might notify the user saying, hey, we're noticing that your internet's really slow. Uh-huh. Do you want to reboot it now and let that be kind of a user option? I don't know. Does that, does that bridge that, the gap at all? That, that's a good idea. We're, we're, we are looking at some uh, methods of doing some bandwidth testing, uh, looking at TCP window sizes, things like that, where uh, you don't have to flood the link in order to find out how good the link is. So uh, possibly, but yeah, an alert that says this is really slow. Are you doing a bunch of stuff or are you not? In which case, yeah. we can reset it. What could be one of those nice little extra features, too, for people who run something like PFSense or WDRT or I can never say that right. But those report how much bandwidth is being used. And you say, hey, I'm running slow. Check PFSense real quick. Get a report of how much it's being used. Okay, no, they're not using a lot of bandwidth, so it must actually be slow. Something... Yeah, no, I'm sure there's some integration there. That's such it, a it, niche, Mike. That's such a niche. It's such right? a niche. Oh, I know. It, it'd be really nice, but I don't know how to how to get right. in with all the router manufacturers yeah. to get each yeah. one of their No, APIs. I'm just I'm challenging the, the nerdy <laughs> listeners we have here to when they get it, make it, do something, hack it. Oh and, yeah. Have some that fun with it, right? Maybe a good option. It's <laughs> Mark, it's tough because our our audience is you know, we say it's the average guy network, but the audience is anything but the average guy. Yeah, I bet. And uh, they'll ask for some great stuff. By the way, that was Mark, Mark Robson, who's gonna be on next week. He, that was his idea to about pinging the admin if the network slows and asks, Hey, you know, it could be could be a little bit of proactive. Hey, we're we're noticing things are slow. Do you want to? Would now be a good time to reboot and uh, and and maybe give you that option and and maybe even tell you, hey, this is the fifth time I've sent you this notice. Maybe it's time to buy another. <laughs> <laughs> I've reset you one thousand times in the last week. It's about time to get a new router. Yeah. And then maybe it could maybe here's here's a uh, affiliate idea. Then maybe you in the app you could go to the Amazon store with your Amazon affiliate link and sell them. <laughs> Wireless router, right? And uh, you can partner with OnHub or something, and it'll just automatically order it for you. Also, they get yeah. a shiny new router at their door. <laughs> JC, uh, from a gadget standpoint, uh, your own personal gadgets. Do you have any? Are there any things from a home automation or a computer or a, a, a device, a certain device you have? What's kind of your go-to gadget or something you couldn't live without? What do you? You gadget guy? Uh, I. You know, I have a couple, like Fire TV, a couple different streaming boxes. I've been doing that for years. Um, I know you, I was listening to one of your older podcasts uh, talking about sous vide cooking. Oh, yeah. um, and I I do a lot of sous vide cooking. I, I have an Innova um, immersion, immersion cooker. I just did a roast beef. I made deli roast beef over the weekend. I cooked it for 48 hours at 129.5 degrees um, for 48 hours and then finished it on the grill. Comes out really great. So that was that was a cool podcast to listen to the other day, where you were talking about the sous vide. So um, that's kind of my my go to thing right there. I get into a, a lot of crazy cooking things. I, I just like buying random things for the kitchen. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That Ryan K. Parker, good friend of mine. Yeah, we try to have him on every six months to a year, and uh, he loves that immersion cooking. I mean, that's just and. The more he talks about it, it usually takes me a while. I got to hear about it a couple times, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, um, that I, I'm gonna have to try that. You know, one of the things that I love to do next week, we're talking about grill tech, which is gonna be a oh, ton okay. of fun. Ton of fun. I, I cook my turkey on the grill at, at Thanksgiving time, and I've got this system, this bag that I make out of tin foil and all this stuff. But it would be interesting to use that, you know, big pot uh-huh. turkey. Put that turkey in there, bag it, and then and then get that thing up to the right temperature, 
then throw it on the grill just to get it just to get the color. Uh, the turkey you actually have to do, you'd have to split it because you have to do white meat and dark meat at different temperatures. Ah, and so okay. that's one of the big things when you get to turkeys. I do chicken all the time. I do chicken drums and thighs, throw them in, sous vide for two hours, and then I put them in the fridge, and then they just kind of sit in the fridge. That's what I'm going to have for dinner here in, in about an hour nice. is I'm just going to pull one of the bags out that I cooked yesterday that cooked for two hours, and then I just throw that on the grill for about seven or eight minutes, and then and then I have perfectly cooked in it. You know, just heats it up on the grill and then just sears the sears the edges. But I already have uh, some chicken I, I've cooked, oh, and so I highly recommend picking up a, a sous vide sous vide uh, cooker and and giving it a try. And I'm trying to remember what number that was. It wasn't too long ago, so 268, maybe 269. I think I should know those numbers, but I don't. But yeah, go back and have a listen to that. No, that's a cool. It's cool to bring. I love to see kind of the tech that's coming into the kitchen. And uh, next week we'll talk about, man, the tech that's gone on in grills. Holy <laughs> crap. Like, we're going to cover, I'm going to I'm gonna have to eat. Like, next week, <laughs> make sure you eat before you come to the podcast because uh, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure that's next week. Mark and Mike are both out in the chat room. Guys, I have you guys next week, right? Um, it'll take a few seconds for that to catch up to them. But So pretty cool. From a phone standpoint, you know, iPhone or Android user? I'm Android. I'm uh I'm Linux to, to the end, so I, I do Android and, you know, uh, Fire TV. Whenever I pick that up, I have the Generation 1 Fire TV. And I, when I bought it at Best Buy, the lady asked, you know, do you want the additional warranty? I said, I'm going to avoid the warranty by the end of today. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to pay anything additional. I know I'm going to take it home and probably and root this thing and, and do whatever with it. So yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm Linux at the core. I, I like the Android ecosystem as well. But um, Ubuntu and and run mostly Linux servers, things like that. Ubuntu for my desktop. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And then um, from a home automation standpoint, have you dipped your toes into Nest or Ecobee or any of those those no. devices yet? Uh, I don't really. I'm I'm in San Diego, and I also live. I'm about half a mile from the from the beach. Um, so it's real cool where I am. It's actually pretty warm today. Um, I had to break down and, and do a, did buy a, an air conditioner, but um, you know don't really need to worry about that when you're yeah. when it's 74 degrees almost every day. Oh, you you're know, in you San Diego, it's yeah. so beautiful there. My my son is down at Camp Pendleton, and and uh, we were down there, and I was just in L.A. Oh, three four weeks ago, and God, it's just so beautiful. You know, I can see why everybody wants to live there. And then you drive on the interstate, and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> but um, uh, San Diego way better. Next time I flew into LAX and I took it from the north. Next time I oh, totally yeah. will fly into San Diego. Yeah, definitely fly into San Diego south. and drive up to Oceanside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, getting. I landed in LA about three, and I got my rental car about four, and I got on the four hundred five, and oh. it was a parking lot at that point. And and uh, somebody said they call it the four or five because it might take four or five hours to get yeah. uh, to get across it. So I've been there in LA traffic. It's not oh. nearly as bad down here. It's, it, it gets a, it gets a little bad around rush hour, but other than that, you can get around town pretty easily. No, no pretty cool. Well, yeah. JC, uh, we're going to quiz Mike on his. He just moved into a new home, and so we're going to let you go. I'm going to thank okay. you for, for coming in here. I'll quiz Mike on his new, new house stuff, but we won't keep you any longer. It sounds like dinner is... Uh, 
already cooked and, uh, and waiting for you. But thanks for coming on. Uh, just a reminder, AVG, like average, AVG20, get you 20% off and free shipping. If you're listening live, Michael, if you're listening live, not available just yet. It will be here in about probably 20 or 30 minutes uh, right after the show here. Put that coupon, coupon code and get you 20% off. Uh, JC, thanks for, and I'll thank Eric. Eric's a listener. Yeah, uh, thank who, you, Eric. Who, who, he said, you got to interview this guy. So uh, we went 49 minutes, and you didn't think we'd do more than 20. So we did okay, I guess. Uh, I, I think we so. did. I didn't know I had that much to talk yeah, about. I always, like I said, I, it's a one-trick pony, so I didn't. No. I always I always tell guests when we bring them on, I'm like, you'll you'll have way more to say than you think as we uh, as we kind of dig in. So, JC, thanks for jumping on. We'll publish this on Saturday or come out Friday, Saturday, but thanks for jumping in, and uh, we'll encourage everybody to pick one of these up. We know the tech guys need these things, so go pick one up today. Thank so, you so much for having JC, me. I thanks really appreciate it. You bet. No, th thanks for jumping in. You can just hit the red, uh, red hang-up, and you're out of here. Okay. So, have a great day. Thanks a ton. Thank you. Enjoy your dinner. Enjoy your immersion-cooked chicken. That sounded good. Now I'm getting hungry again. I just ate. <laughs> I know. Almost when we talk about that kind of food, I almost need to uh, to eat before, and I always do yeah. eat before the podcast. That's one of the the beauties of it. All right, Uyghur, we got to catch up with you. You're in the new place. In the How new place. It? Started yeah. the new job today. We're Ooh, in a whole new. Today? That was yeah, today. today. Today was the very first one. So right. very cool. first day. And uh, okay, so the house is going great. Yeah. Went into ran went into one. <laughs> <laughs> Ran into one hiccup. Uh, so when I was moving, I said that I was going to rewire the whole house. And I thought that the phone wire was Cat 5 because it had all the extra cables. Turned out it was Cat 3, which I had never even... I had to Google it. Didn't know what Cat 3 was. So we ended up just running two new drops in the house. Uh, they make these really long drill bits. I'm talking like probably three to four feet. And you put it on your drill open up a, you cut the hole for the new socket or plate, wherever it's going to go, and you stick it down, and it reaches all the way down to the basement, and you can drill into the floorboards in the wall, and then you go down the basement, It's a, if it's unfinished, and you just look up for the hole, and you can run your new wires there. So that one drill bit probably saved me a ton of money and hassle. Put in two new drops in this room that I'm in right now, and in the living room for the access point. And uh, so overall, those are like my two biggest projects, and I had never run... Ethernet cabling, I know it's like a nerd thing. You have to be able to do it at some point. So I did, uh, and luckily I did. If you ever run Ethernet, just do the 568B standard because Cox came in, and he was running some stuff too, and he's like, oh, I didn't think about it. When you ran those yourself, did you use A or B? I said B. He goes, okay, good, that's standard. Uh, if you would run A, you would have to pull up, you have to re rewire them. All you have to do is rewire them. But uh, just a word for the wise, if you're doing it. What did you use when you were putting the tips on or when you were – you were just wiring it to a back plate. Yep, so just to a keystone. So it just got it and use a punch-down tool, punch them all in, you're good to go. And uh, and then on the other end, though, I did use, I, I have the crimper, and I use the ends, and mono price was the best. You can get a bunch of them for super cheap. Um, I did, I tried two different kinds of keystones. They have the self-punching ones. It's got, like a, it's got like a cap to it, and you push the cap down, and it's supposed to punch them all in. And that one sometimes doesn't punch them all as well as they need to be punched down. So I would just go with the standard keystones, not the self-clamping ones. Uh, it's not that much extra work, and you can run it. But me and my buddy had the project done. We used a little drywall saw, put the professional blue boxes in there, a faceplate on it, and we were done in probably uh, probably an hour or two hours with the two plates. So not too bad. Definitely a two-person job, though, because you need someone on top drilling, the person on the bottom to feed you back up the wire. Because the nice thing about that drill bit 
once it goes through the floor, your buddy tapes the wire to it, you just pull it back up and it pulls the wire right through. So on a ranch-style home that we have, with an unfinished basement, wiring could not be simpler. Um, all of the other wires do run up into the attic, which I have access to, but feeding wire through the attic was much more of a pain and stuff like that. So, so that was the wiring side of things. As far as the hardware, um, it's going pretty good. We are slowly, you know, I obviously ring doorbells, all that stuff is on the list, have not acquired them yet. For We have an outdoor patio, though, um, and they left a really nice TV and sound bar out there, so I wanted to be able to get our music out there. Man, I tell you, those Chrome, uh, Chromecast audio, not the full version, just the Chromecast audio. The little still, round ones. The yep. Little round ones, right? Little, yeah, $30. Uh, it's got optical, and so I just use the optical thing, connect to your Wi-Fi, to stream music for $30. You know, I had thought about maybe biting the bullet eventually and buying Sonos and really doing a lot of Sonos things in the house, but when you can buy $30 little adapters and make any speakers you want a truly wireless home, you you can group them. So if we had two of them in the living room and outside on the back patio, you could group them and play the same music. They are a really, really nice system. And I hadn't played, I had played with the Chromecast as far as streaming video, but I had never used the audio ones. And they're really cool. For 30 bucks, you can't really beat them. And so that was kind of the one little new addition that we had as far as just, technology. You just control those on your phone? Yeah, so any app you want can play through them or on your computer if you want to play uh, YouTube or Spotify through them. Spotify Music is what we use for everything, so it all it all connects in there, which is really nice. But yeah, I was happy with the wiring. Definitely something I'm glad I did before we moved in. It was one of those projects that you can easily delay. You can be like, eh, I'll put it off. But man, when you have no furniture in the way and uh, your wife's working and not going to look at mesh you're making while you're doing it, <laughs> a little less scary for her, it, uh, it works out pretty well. So yeah, those are kind of the two main things. But other than that, you'll notice I'm like in the guest room. We have not figured out where my... Uh, studio, quote-unquote, is going to go. The basement, the only problem with it is there's only two outlets in the entire basement, and they're on a far wall away from anything, so we need to run some more electrical in the basement. That's eventually where I will be. Right now, we put up a, just a one desk with just my iMac in the guest room. So, But overall, man, being a homeowner, let me tell you, whew, it's just a big change. You guys all, you guys didn't warn me about this. Like It's expensive. Oh, well, it's expensive. I, you move in, okay, I need a mower and a weed whacker for sure. Those things alone, and then all the other stuff for the house. So it's just, uh, but it's fun. I really, I got outside and mowed, and I posted on Facebook, and some of you guys commented about how excited I was to mow for the first time. And it was kind of nice. Just something you get outside, a little mindless task you can get out and do. So I've been enjoying that. But as far as technology on the outside, I went with all gas. No uh, no electric, no self-mowers, no nothing like that. Just straight gas on those. Hey, we're going to, speaking of self-mowers, of robotic mowers, we're going to have uh, a guest on. I'm actually going to record her off the live because we're going to be out. In a couple weeks, I'm going to be in D.C., two weeks. Be out in D.C., no live show that night, so no no live show in two weeks. And uh, she's a blogger up in Canada. Her name is Erin, and she's going to jump in here, and she did a whole story on, on those robotic mowers. So we're going to record her. Uh, kind of off live, we'll play that in on a Thursday. I'll probably put it on the live channel if you want to come out on a Thursday. If that's your pattern, you want to come out and chat with each other, I'll probably put it out there and show up at 8. You guys can still chat with each other and watch the video. We'll uh, we'll make that edit up, but that'll be the live podcast for the week. Uh, so we'll be, Mike, we'll, we'll do a little special. I've, I've been wanting, God, I really want, I, I just bought a push mower that actually has uh, drive, right? The front wheels drive. Right. First yep. time I've ever had that. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, my okay. God. It's great. Oh, I, yeah. 
Oh, I asked my dad, I texted him, I said, okay, is the self-drive worth the extra $100? And he said, every penny, just do it now. So I, I ended up getting it. I got a Husqvarna uh, with the self-propelled, and um, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. it's so worth where'd, it. Where'd you buy a Husqvarna at? Uh, they ha- so I, this is, I found it at Lowe's. I found the exact one I wanted. Amazon lets you use your American Express points for purchases, so I just bought it on there. So I ended up buying it on Amazon. They delivered it right to the door. It worked out pretty well. But no, Lowe's was where I uh, went and shopped it. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Ray says his is powered by his kids. Well, I'm the lawn Nazi at our house, and uh, I've always had just a push mower, and I've always done that little lame, like, oh, it's coming to get exercise. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so stupid. And <laughs> we have to justify it. I know. If, you, if you've been to the Collison house, we have this big hill that goes up to the lawn. You know, everything in Nebraska, because we have basements, everything, you know, the lawns are all sculpted down or whatever. And uh, and I was okay actually. Um, uh, I was actually okay doing that for a while, but but I was thinking, well, maybe I'll try a drive. You know, one with with a front wheel drive. Oh, dude, I'm hooked. Never go back. Hey, Ken's asking in the chat room. So are we doing a hangout for the for the the uh, draft this year? We talked about that early in the show. Ken, you probably hadn't made it in yet. Yes, we are doing a draft. Uh, on that day, if you're in, send us. Well, an are we doing a hangout for it though? Oh, for sure. Asking. Oh, oh we, yeah. are we? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. We'll we'll get a hangout going. I can't. It's so much fun to talk to you guys. We'll bring everybody in, and that, that'll probably be the best way to do it. So we'll have a hangout going again um, for the draft. So, um, yeah, I love my – I got a Toro, and I just oh, love nice. that more. Yeah, okay. it's been good. And then I, I bought a new Weed Whacker, too, so I had to do – I went double yeah. went double duty just like you. I bought – actually, um, I think Home Depot? was running a deal on, uh, they have a 40-volt battery-powered, and it's got an adjustable so adjustable speed on the top for the Weed Whacker, which is really cool. Oh, okay. And then you can, uh, so you can crank that thing up to six. I mean, it'll fly. It runs the battery down faster. But, right. Or if you're going to just do some light trimming, you know, turn it down a little bit, and, and it's, uh, it's cool. I've never seen an adjustable speed Weed Whacker before. And then same thing, it came with a blower for free. So you got a little oh, handheld blower. Put that same, so I, you know, I'll go out and do, I'll weed whack the yard. I got a little battery charge left, so then I go out and snap that into the uh, the blower and just blow the garage out. It's pretty See, cool. See, man, that free blower is huge because for like, you know, my the weed whacker was two hundred and the blower is another two hundred. You know, it's four hundred dollars on a weed whacker and a blower, not even the mower. But the one thing about this house is it has a massive amount of yard to mow. Like just an insane amount of yard to mow. So I I was like, I gotta go gas just because I'm not gonna make it around there with anything besides gas. Like yeah. my I won't even make it around the fence line to uh to weed whack or anything like that without the gas. But the other quick thing about tech, tech real quick is that when I moved, I called Cox Cable to have them switch my services, and they kind of said, hey, uh, since you're moving, we can consider you a new customer. We'll rebundle you. For cheaper than what you're paying now, we can uh, rebundle. I said, okay, cool. And they said, well, do you use your home phone? I said, nope, the, uh, the phones still are in the box. I've never used them. You guys just gave me that so that I could get a bundle price. And they said, okay, well, how about our new Cox Home Life security system? Would you be interested in that? I said, is the same price? Like, yeah, just instead of the phones, we'll just give you the security system. I said, so something I'm not, are you sure? Like, I was really skeptical. I'm like, that doesn't, that sounds like way more than what I'm getting now for the phone. But they did, and they came out and installed it. And just kind of a brief overview, a very kind of cool system. If you are looking for a monitored 
security system. Uh, for us, it was a nice thing because you get a discount on your homeowner's insurance if you have it. So obviously, this being technically free, I was already paying for Cox. They said, hey, we'll throw this in for free. Um, I grabbed it. It is monitored. They do give you a camera, a motion sensor, and two-door things, and they come out and they professionally install it. I did not realize how professional this system was going to be. I was thinking a very do-it-yourself kind of uh, kind of jankety system. It's very professional and very, very well done. You guys can see here, there is the, uh, there's the camera out towards my driveway. And I've got to reposition it because with that light on, it never turns into night mode because of the street light. But it's not too bad. You still get a pretty good image. Um, so it, it'll record every time there's motion and send it all up to the cloud. You can get it all from your phone. You know, I know there's a lot of these do-it-yourself security systems, especially for cameras, which is what I was trying to do. I was trying to run it on the QNAP. You know, you have all those security surveillance stations, stuff like that. This just made it super, super easy. So if you guys ever do have the opportunity to be a new customer again with Cox, um, I will say that the home life has been relatively nice. You can arm, disarm all from the app on your phone, and it's it's been actually better than I thought it would. I thought I was going to be getting rid of it in two years. I'm like, yeah, throw it on there. In two years, I'll take it off, but I might be keeping it. It's pretty pretty affordable and pretty nice. Cool. How's yeah. Petey doing? With the yard. He is in love. He is in love. So uh, I wonder if I can share my screen. I probably will. I'll have to show. We, uh, first project when we got in the house, non-tech related. And all the, all the guys, you guys were all commenting on Facebook that I needed to do an electronic doggy door with the RFID tag. And I really thought about it. Uh, but those things are super expensive. And the reviews on them actually aren't too great because of like the battery running out or the motor runs out and you end up replacing it. So we just went with the regular doggy door, but we built a ramp for it. And here, I'll just pull it up super quick here. So how are you going to keep the raccoons out? So uh, we've been training him because he is very used to at night, and I can't show it, but um, at night he has been very used to eating. He eats in the middle of the night, and then he goes out and does his business because at the apartment, we lived on the third floor, there's obviously no raccoons, so we could leave the gate open. So we've been retraining him. There's a blocker that goes into the door. And so we put that in every night. We tell him, hey, go out, do your final thing, and then come back in. And we put the blocker in, and of course he hates it. He scratches at it and wants to go back out, uh, but he, he absolutely loves it. But yeah, we built a doggy door, but then obviously when you go outside, he would have a three-foot drop-off on the other side, so we had to build a nice little ramp for him. So this dog, I tell you, my dog is the most pampered pup. Uh, the amount of time and money I have spent just making sure he's all comfortable in this new house. But he is tired all the time because he goes outside and just runs. I just see him. I look outside, and he's just sprinting circles. He's just having, I mean, just literally running at nothing, not chasing anything, just sprinting because he can. And I think uh, his two years of apartment living, and now he's got a backyard, he's just in heaven. So. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah. good, good. Congratulations for you guys. Big day. New job this week. Yeah. Week, I should say. Moving in. Big new job. All the changes, baby's coming soon. You've got a lot on your plate. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry the load for you, Mike. While you're well, yeah, there. I was gonna say I'll miss you guys. The next two weeks, I'm out. They're shipping me off uh, for training, so I'm gonna be out of the state and at training for the next two weeks. But then I'll be back right after that. Well, you'll miss next week, but I've got a couple super good guys coming in. So Mike Howard, Mark, Mark Robson coming in uh, to talk about barbecue and grill technology. These guys. Wow, it's going to be a good come come eat before you come to the you come to the show next week. Um, it's going to be pretty good. We're we're already uh, I'm getting ready for that. So you don't want to miss uh, the next week and then the week after that. Actually, I'm out as well, Mike. So that worked out pretty oh, well. Okay. We're in, I'm in DC that week. We'll have Aaron on uh, recorded and uh, we'll have that available on the live page if you guys want to get together 
come out on uh, on Wednesday or on Thursday night and uh, just hang out. Just if you need something to do, the <laughs> the video will be there, and uh, you can watch it. Then um, Chad Boss uh, um, Bostick is back. Chad Chad I had Chad on. Um, oh here, hold on. Let me finish that up and then I'll show you that picture. Uh, had Chad had me on his Hello Tech Pros, and so he's going to come on and talk some gadgets. Then we're off for the meetup. So the Thursday before the meetup, I'm just canceling the show. I will have some shows from Info. I'm sorry, from Heartland Developer Conference that we've some interviews that I put together. So we'll have a couple we'll throw in there. Out two weeks uh, at the meetup, and then Dallas. Actually, three weeks in a row. I've never taken three weeks in a row off, Mike. So I've got wow. some. Yeah, okay. I got some work. I got some work to do on that. So that's what's coming up. Let me let's just show the door to walk us through it. Oh, yeah. So this, I mean, on that door, they make these things super simple nowadays. So that little door unit, uh, about $100 you can get at Menards, Lowe's, Home Depot, whatever you want. Got two sides to it, a template. It tells you exactly what you need to do on both sides, on the indoor and the outdoor. You don't even need many tools. I mean, a... Uh, a drywall saw for the inside and then maybe like a Dremel saw or something a little bit smaller for the outside to get through some of that wooden paneling. Uh, they snap together two screws and then we just custom built that ramp out of wood and then put some siding and some uh, outdoor carpeting on it. But yeah, super simple, but man, they just the amount of stuff you can do for your dog, like that installation for that door was super, super simple. Something that probably used to take a lot of time, planning, and effort um, is now, and they're very airtight uh, because of the magnets they have on the bottom. They swing and stay shut, and there's actually two flaps, one on the outside, one on the inside, so it traps that air in there. So you actually don't you lose too much efficiency or anything like that. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, you're you're a lot handier than I anticipated, man. You do a nice job. <laughs> My wife said the same thing. Why does everyone think I'm really bad? Like everyone has made that comment. Like you did that. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, man. All right. All right. Like she came home and she saw the outlets for the Ethernet. And she goes, well, that looks really professional. I'm like, well, like I don't know. If she expected I was just gonna like make a hole in the wall and just throw some wires through it. But uh, apparently, I give oh, her the vibe him. of uh, not very handy, which is love okay. Him. I accept. Well, that. you're an, you're a geek, and yeah, I'm a geek. We're, That's not, true. we're not always we're not always good at that kind of stuff. That's true. So. I like it though. It's a lot of fun, and the whole family was helping out this weekend, so it was, it was a blast having fun with everyone. Yeah. Good. Well, we have a busy spring coming up. Uh, busy spring. We have a busy fall coming up. Uh, I'm taking a couple down days here over the next couple weeks, and then uh, man, we're off to the races, and I'll be traveling all around the country. We're excited for your tech. Uh, Eric, uh, Tita, he, he cued me in to what's going on here with, with uh, Reset Plug. If you've got a vendor or something that you're using, the bigger the vendor, the harder they are to get for me, by the way. But if you've got, so this was a perfect, this Reset Plug was perfect. Um, you got a vendor or something interesting that you want me to interview? Make the introduction for me. Let me know. In this case, I just I just contacted uh, JC and said, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" He said, "I don't know if I have much to talk about." They always, Mike. They always have a lot to talk about. Every time. Always. And they always go way longer than I think. Yeah, no, no. It's great, but, um, great for us because they have a lot of good content to talk about. Yeah, super interesting. So if you got somebody like that, uh, let me know. I'm looking for shows right now. We're scheduled out through. October 20th, but I've got some spaces uh, available to the rest of you. We'll do the Christmas episodes and some of those coming up, but we'd like to fill them in. We mentioned LastPass before. They've uh, signed on to sponsors for the next year uh, in into the network. On the, awesome. Part of that will pay. Most of that goes to pay them the, the app <laughs> that we have made for us. If you haven't downloaded the app, go to homegadgetgeeks.com and download the app. Amber will be back here on the 20th. We'll have some interesting things to ask her 
a lot going on in that password security space, and so we'll have uh, her in as well. Uh, so guest 993, just let me know that the coupon code now works. So go out. We'll just crash the server. I'm guessing that's JC. I bet that's him. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe. Um. So, uh, if it is, awesome. Head out to uh, head out to resetplug.com. Go to the store, purchase one, and put in AVG, not like the antivirus, but like average AVG twenty. I should have done tag. That would have been the smart thing to do. My tag, tag twenty. That'd have been easy. But AVG twenty will get you twenty percent off and free shipping. Get out there, uh, get that done today. Resetplug.com. Well, thank JC again for jumping in. It's just awesome to have guests like that. Some of my favorite is just to do it with with the you know that I love that space Mike I I could I could podcast the rest of my life on the small emerging business I think it's cuz he's living the dream like all of us like that is awesome you had an idea you and you they saw it all the way through yeah. to now it's a sustainable and business fast, for him too. and oh and I'm, that's why I was extremely interested in that yeah. August to November that's yeah. impressive that is so fast and so yeah. I love hearing those stories of people who just saw it through well, CES, he hit CES, and then he got, you know, he got posted in those uh, in in TechCrunch and some of those right. other articles. Had a great day, and uh, sometimes that's all it takes. So I think we heard a similar story when we had Jamie on from Ring.com, right? You know, although he struggled, they struggled a lot longer in making that thing. I mean, it was a couple of years before he got that thing going. Well, like like he said, this thing is just a no-brainer, right? Like everyone when they see it, they're like, duh, that's awesome. And it's just, this is one of those devices. There, there's no convincing needed for that device. Yeah. None. Ring doorbell, you got to convince them that they need it. <laughs> and at the price point, you know, you got to convince them to spend the money. It, it's a great product, but it needs some convincing. This needs no convincing. It's yeah. a, it's a shoe in. Every, every tech guy should have this in their toolbox. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's just one of those kinds of things, and a great price point. So. Because even if you there. have a great router. One of your family members does not, and they need it. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah, install it for grandma. Right, exactly. Uh, head out, head again, head out to resetplug.com. Um, okay, just a couple reminders. Don't forget about the Patreon link that's out on the site if you want to financially support us in any way, a dollar, three dollars, or uh, or ten dollars, uh, five or ten, whatever you want to do. We've had a couple real generous supporters. I know Brian Hour is out there um, uh, tonight, uh, and I'm you know you know as soon as you start doing this kind of stuff, you think you know I am going to miss somebody. If I uh, if I go through this and I am so let me just pull up the dashboard real quick to make sure I don't miss I, I did that uh, some at work I did Mike where I named names and then uh, and then I forgot it's the hardest part about doing that it's bad it's so, the hardest part Brian Hour with thank you uh, Paul Brarin and Dennis uh, and I think he pronounces it Pillow P I L L O W Pillow uh, Dennis you Dennis will send me an email correcting me on how that should, <laughs> uh, how that should be pronounced but. We thank you guys for your at least $5 sponsorship of what we're doing here. So, in, And uh, we'll be sending stickers out here towards the end of the month. And then uh, PTD, Chad, um, Michael from ADHD Think Tank, uh, Jim Shoemaker, uh, MJ Gilbertson, Dwayne Johnson, Malcolm Lacey, Nathaniel Lindley, and, of course, the Mike Weger, the Mike Weger, for jumping in on the coupon offer. Three bucks gets you in on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, no pressure. But if you want to do that, we'll be... I'll be honest. I'm taking the stickers with me to meet up in September, and I will. I will. I'm going to say I'll probably give what I haven't mailed away. I will probably give them away uh, there. And so, uh, if you don't get them now, you may not ever get them. And if I have no stickers for meetup, well, then I don't have any stickers for meetup, and they'll be in your hands. So head out to uh, theaverageguy.tv, look for the Patreon link, get it done. You can contact me. Uh, don't forget, you can always send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jay Collison. 
we had Christian, we had a really good Cyber Frontiers last night. I sat down and uh, two nights ago recorded Christian just back from DEF CON 24. Lots of hacking talk. So if you missed that and you haven't subscribed to Cyber Frontiers, we're kind of back with Cyber Frontiers. Head uh, Again, you can head out to TheAverageGuy.tv. Click on subscribe and all the subscribe uh, buttons will be there for you. You can get that downloaded. But of course, the, both the platform and web hosting here powered by Maple Grove Partners, that's Christian. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from you, people you know and trust and reasonable too. Ten bucks gets you in there. Piece of cake. Ten bucks a month gets you in. Visit MapleGrovePartners.com. Com. And don't forget WLMN Radio. And I just say that right. WLMN. Yes. Roger out of WLMN Radio for broadcasting. I keep putting the files up there, Mike, and they keep consuming them. So if you're in Grafton, West Virginia, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Just let us know you're listening. That'd be kind of fun. Don't forget to download the app. We talked about that before. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And we'll thank LastPass for their sponsorship. And last but not least, no, maybe not last, if you're buying on Amazon, don't forget theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. You guys have been rocking that, by the way. And I appreciate your sponsorship of the show to get that done. And don't forget the newsletter. I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't get Mike. I didn't get it done until Sunday last week. I was driving home from church, and I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot. The subject the line was perfect, though. I love <laughs> yeah. that. So um, it was like, uh, and actually, I think the numbers, the open rate was uh, probably 7 or 8% better because, it, because by waiting on Sunday night. So I think maybe that's going to be my, I'll do it on Saturday, but I'll put it in the queue, and it'll come out Sundays. Uh, that seems to be the, the best time. Um the, the best time to get it done. So watch for that email. I had been sending that out on Saturdays. Watch for it on Sunday afternoons now. We'll get that out to you. And I won't spam you. You can sign up for that. AverageGuy.tv slash newsletter. We are live every Thursday. Although, I just say that, I'm going to take three weeks off. I'll have things for you guys to listen to. Trust me. There will be things in the, in the pipeline. But most of the live shows, mostly Thursday nights, come back next week. Again, cooking. 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at TheAverageGuy.tv Live. And with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.